Hey friend, I'm so glad you're joining me today on the podcast. It's already November and we're gearing up for another Thanksgiving season. November is known to be the month of thankfulness and I love reflecting on the blessings in my life, but I don't think it should be exclusive to Thanksgiving time. Gratitude is a trait we should adopt in our daily lives and today we are going to talk about why gratitude works, what it does, and how to begin your own gratitude journal and journey. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so you can realize your full potential. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can move confidently toward your goals. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. I have so much to be thankful for this year. Kind of ironically, really, because 2020 was a year none of us would choose to repeat. Or so I'm assuming. You don't want to repeat it, right? We want to get to 2021 and hope that 2021 is different than 2020. But you know what, for me, this year was a year of intense learning. I went on a journey discovering why it is so important for us to be critical thinkers and to understand how to search for the truth ourselves in things like life, politics, faith, even education. So many things. I changed my thinking in some areas and saw that some of my beliefs were actually wrong. They were part truths, which means they were not truths. The hardest thing is discerning a partial truth with the truth, and that is a crucial distinction to make. Charles Spurgeon said, discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It is knowing the difference between right and almost right. And honestly, I didn't have everything right. I still don't. I'm sure that I have so many things I'm still working on and trying to figure out and truths to find. But You know, it's hard when you're stubborn and you like control and you like to be right and it's always my way or the highway and you realize that some of those narratives that you have believed for so long were actually only partial truths. That's exactly what my journey has looked like this past year. Between all the false narratives being shared across social platforms and on the news, I set out to do my own digging. Now, I'll probably talk a lot more about these things and the realizations I've made in future podcasts, but today we're talking about gratitude, and I just want to share a few gratitudes that I have. Not only have I been on a learning journey, but we also moved from Minnesota to Colorado. We uprooted our family, and we began a new adventure in an unfamiliar place right smack dab in the middle of the Rona shutdown. You know, as sad as we were to leave our extended family back in Minnesota, we can really see exactly why God moved us, and we are grateful for it. The boys are loving their new gymnastics center and teammates, and we're among the mountains that we have the blessing to see every day, and we have figured out how to slow down life to enjoy the little moments. I'm no longer in a place of hurry, and I choose never to get there again. Gratitude means the quality of being thankful a readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. I think this sounds like a nice quality to have, don't you? Did you know that God calls us to gratitude in all times and all circumstances? In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, 
for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It doesn't say give thanks when you feel like it. It doesn't say give thanks only when things are going well. It doesn't even say give thanks when you have a praise report in your prayer requests. It says give thanks in all circumstances. That means when the going is tough. That means when you can't see past your hardship. That means when your feelings don't dictate a thanks. God wants us to praise him in the storm and praise him in the victory. Give thanks in all circumstances is an imperative sentence, which means it's a command. So I'm going to give you a little English lesson here. Sorry, I'm kind of an English nerd. So the action word is give. Now the direct object, what we are doing is giving thanks. So thanks is the direct object. And the subject of the sentence is the implied you. So it's not actually in the sentence, but because it's a command, we're talking about you. So it says, you give thanks in all circumstances, or give thanks in all circumstances, the implied you. It's hard to do though, isn't it? It's easy enough when things are going our way and we aren't encountering any bumps in the road. But when is giving thanks not easy? It's definitely not my first thought when my husband loses his job and we have no idea how we'll be able to figure things out. It definitely wasn't my first thought when I was so far down in my depression and couldn't see any light in the situation. I felt so hopeless and helpless. And it's not really my first thought when my kids are fighting and loud and crazy and all mama wants is a break. However, nothing in my life is worse than what Job experienced in the Old Testament. And I come back to that story time and time again. He was a faithful man of God, but he lost everything his family, his health, his wealth, everything, gone, somewhat in a blink of an eye. He went from one of the most prosperous men of the time to the poorest and unhealthiest, on the brink of death, but didn't die. All of his friends tried to persuade him to deny Christ because of what he was experiencing, but he wouldn't do it. He remained steadfast, knowing that God who created him would see him through. And even if his life didn't improve, he was confident in his eternal destiny. He figured out the art of gratitude. Would you give thanks in those dire circumstances? It definitely wouldn't be my first thought. Praise would not be my first go-to. But it's a learned trait, and it takes practice. So why are we called to give thanks no matter what, even in poor circumstances? Well, it's because it takes our reliance off ourselves and places it back on God. It shows that we trust him no matter what and that we know he will get us through. He is our strength. Gratitude also helps us learn the art of contentment. Contentment doesn't mean we stop striving in life, but it means we are content in the moment and we don't need things to be happy. Contentment is a heart condition. And when we are thankful for what we have, we see the blessings that we wouldn't otherwise. Those who have a heart of gratitude naturally exude more joy in life, and joy is not something you receive from things. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit given by God. Paul learned the art of gratitude and contentment, and he taught it over and over again in the New Testament. He says in Philippians 4.12, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. That kind of contentment sounds amazing, doesn't it? 
Have you ever had a really hard day and all you can think about is the negative that happened and you kind of spiral down into that dark emotion of failure or hopelessness? I hope it's not just me who does that because that happens to me a lot. I'm going to be honest. Can you believe that gratitude can turn your emotions from negative to positive? The more you use it, the more positive you'll become. It's just natural. It's a powerful tool that can be used to change your perspective on life. It helps you renew your mindset. I've kept a gratitude journal for quite some time now, and almost daily, I write down at least three things I'm grateful for. This is a great reminder to myself about the good in my life. It helps me put into perspective the trivial things I'm dealing with because even though they seem insurmountable to me at the time, they are minor in the grand scheme of things. Gratitude helps me see that I have a great life already. I'm in the midst of learning how to praise God in the storm and how to have gratitude in the storm. Now, my journal isn't anything fancy. It's just a little composition notebook from the dollar store, but it does get the job done and it does what I want it to do. I've learned many things from keeping this gratitude journal. I've learned that even in the worst of circumstances I've experienced, I've had it so good. Life is good and I am blessed. I've learned things could always be worse. I've learned that a positive attitude is a choice. It's a skill that can be acquired. I've learned that it's hard to be negative when writing down gratitudes. Even if I was toxic at the time I started, by the end, it's, I'm usually more positive and I see my situation or the person I'm struggling with in a better light. I've learned that the key to true joy is gratefulness. Gratitude helps me focus on what is truly important in my life. I've learned that it helps me to see others in a better light as well. I'm quicker to forgive the wrongs I feel are against me when I write down something positive about the person who wronged me. I'm not as quick to judge and it makes walking in love much easier to do. I've also gained clarity about what is most important in my life and about things I can and should let go of. It's helped me simplify and hold on to less stress and worry. And ultimately, Gratitude helps me see that God is in control and I can trust him with my every worry and trouble. I can trust him with the good and the bad. My gratitude journal can serve as a mood lifter. When I'm feeling down, I go back to it and I kind of scroll through the pages and I read all the things I'm thankful for and my mood miraculously lifts. Maybe not fully, but I feel better in the moment. Have you ever kept a gratitude journal? I remember a time a few years back when I was feeling stressed about everything. I was so stressed and nothing seemed to go right. My husband and I weren't really happy with each other and I didn't like him much of the time. I still loved him and I knew we'd figure things out, but I didn't really like him. Do you know what I'm talking about? He just, he just displayed many habits that frankly drove me nuts. And most of that was because of my own faults and really because I had become so busy that I had no time to stop and rest or be present with anyone. I didn't really look outside myself. I wasn't finding joy in motherhood, even though I loved my kids. Many of the tasks I did just felt like a chore, and I didn't have much thankfulness in them. This is when I first began a gratitude journal, and I accepted the challenge to keep it for 30 days. I figured 30 days was worth it to give it a try. I picked three categories in my life to write about, and each day for 30 days, consistently, I wrote one gratitude for each category. And I chose to find one gratitude about my husband, one about my kids or motherhood, and one about my life. If I couldn't think of anything because maybe my day before was really hard or I was struggling with my mood at the moment, I just sat there until I could find something to write down. Some days I had to really stretch to find something, but I always came up with something good to say. 
And now here's what's cool about it. 30 days later, I saw a huge shift. I saw my mindset shift within those 30 days and I began liking my husband again. I began seeing all the good habits and traits he exudes and began forgetting about the annoyances. They became littler and littler. I became more grateful to be the mom of my three boys and to see all the treasures they hold and the precious moments I would have missed out on otherwise. I began liking myself more and seeing that God could use me and I don't have to be perfect. When I realized how good my life was already, I didn't have to look to the future to try to get out of the present. I think that's something that a lot of us do. We keep thinking about tomorrow being a better day and tomorrow's going to come or maybe 10 years from now I'll feel the joy or I'll have the gratitude. But it starts with today. It starts with being present and having gratitude in the presence. So because I know that how gratitude works, I'm proposing a challenge to you. I challenge you to just try it for seven days and see what happens. After my 30 days were up, I actually kept going. I really haven't stopped. Almost every morning, I just sit with my cheap journal from the dollar store and I write down gratitudes I found the day before. I think you may also find this true for yourself if you start. Here are some tips to consider before you start journaling your gratitudes. Number one, I think you should pick three areas you want to focus on most. Is there anything that you are finding annoying in your life or places you just aren't finding joy? Maybe start with those and see if you can't change those annoyances into blessings. Number two, I want you to be specific about the gratitude you're writing down. Don't just say, my kids got along yesterday. Whoop-de-doo. I want to know what they did. Was there something specific? Maybe they sat and played a board game together for an hour and you were grateful they were off electronics for that long. Make your gratitudes about the day before. That's number three. Don't try to go too far into the past. Stick with your yesterday and find the good there. It helps feel more present if you do that. Number four, don't skip a category any of the days. I know sometimes it's hard to come up with something, especially on those trying days. I'm, I've been there. But if you dig deep enough, you will find something you're grateful for. For example, I may have had a hard day with my husband and not liked him very much. Rather than skipping writing something that I'm grateful for, I'll choose a character trait that I love about him, such as he always seems to find the good in me even when I'm not the nicest version of myself. Here's the kicker to that. It's really hard to stay mad at someone you just wrote something nice about. It helps you see them in a better light. Number five, be consistent. Don't miss a day. When you are feeling like you don't want to do it is when you need to do it most. I promise you, it will lift your spirits almost immediately. So those are my five tips for you of how to do a gratitude journal. Now you can do it any different way, but these are just some things I've found that work really well. I'm also gearing up to begin a free seven-day gratitude challenge, and I'd love for you to join me. The challenge begins on Monday, November 16th, and I don't think you'll be disappointed. You'll get a cute gratitude journal download for the week that you can use, so you don't have to use the chintzy dollar store composition notebook like I do. And each day you'll receive a reminder email with some motivation and tips as you write down your gratitudes. You can also join us in the Red Hot Winners community where we'll post our gratitudes and hold each other accountable to get it done each day. We share what we are experiencing through the week and it's a place you can ask questions as they come. I'm pretty certain after the challenge is over, you'll be convinced to continue on your own and make a habit out of gratitude. If you're interested to join in on the fun, you can register at bit.ly 
forward slash challenge Batitude. So it's B-I-T period L-Y slash challenge gratitude. I know it kind of sounds funny, but I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. But feel free to invite a friend or two or three or however many to join you. Challenges are way more fun when you're doing them with friends. Head on over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash red hot winners to find the free online community as well. I'd love to have you in there and hear how the challenge goes for you and what your takeaways are. This group is focused on mindset, accountability, and God-centered goals. It's a great place to find encouragement and support as you learn your giftings and passions and use them to glorify the Lord. Well, that's it for today. That's all I got. I hope you enjoyed it, but I hope you'll register for the challenge and learn the art of gratitude with me. Until next time, I pray you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast and helping it reach the listeners who would love to add it to their library. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. If you're not a part of the free Red Hot Winners online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you go after your biggest goals. And we can continue today's conversation over there. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.